Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Super excited today. We got Russell on the show. I was on his show a few weeks ago, and this is one smart dude, so we had to get him on our show. Russell, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you so much, Omar. Uh, pleasure is mine to being in your show. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Excellent. So you've got a podcast too, and you've got like a large following. Tell us about who's following you and what made you start the uh, podcast. Yeah, it's been a, like a great uh, long journey, to be honest. It's all come from like my childhood because I lost both of my parents very early age, age 13. Wow. Uh, what happened? Yeah. Uh, let's back up. What happened to your parents? Yeah, so my dad had a cancer, so he had a lung cancer when I was 11 and old. So it's been like a two years he struggled through before he passed away. And then my mom was like a heartbreaker because um, losing my dad wasn't easy for her. So oh, yeah. she, she couldn't take it. And so, yeah, within like a three months time, like she uh, passed away as well. And I was just turning 14 that time, day before my birthday, mm-hmm. like she passed away. So it was like a traumatic moment for me and like losing both of them in like the same year, same time. Like uh, it actually got me. So all of my family members, my siblings, my cousin, uncle, auntie, everyone was in UK and US based. So there was no one look after me. So emotional support physical support i wasn't getting none of that and being like a 14 years old teenager like you don't know what's going to happen like you feel hopeless and i went for like a depression uh, anxiety attacks insomnia wow. of health issues like also like a suicidal thoughts came along with it because i didn't see any hope and also i got rejected a few times before i moved to uk because they didn't trust me to come to move to uk and everything you know like a lot of immigration rules and everything. well you look suspicious i wouldn't let you in either <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was a teenager, so I didn't know like what's gonna happen. Like, none of my family member come and be with me because everyone, my siblings, everyone got married. They got their own family, they got their own life. So I wasn't expecting that either. So yeah, like a living kind of dark moment. I didn't know what to do. So it was like a tough moment too. So that's why uh, going back t- uh, to where I came from, like always wanted to inspire people. Like, if I can overcome my anxiety, depression, I'm dealing with the losses and start everything from a fresh new country english wasn't my first language and uh, building a seven-figure business uh, it's not going to be easy so i wanted to share that so during the pandemic in 2020 uh we've been forced to work from home my office was in a city center we've been forced to work from home the office got shut down and i had plenty of time to rethink like what to do with my life and yeah i was bored so i thought let's start a podcast and talk about my stuff <laughs> like uh, my all experiences i had my previously so i started the podcast did about 20 episodes on my first year mm-hmm. as talking about self-improvement topics um like uh, how to choose your career dealing with the depression anxiety dealing with the loss overcome fear etc so yeah i grown like about 300 monthly downloads on average on the first year after like doing the 20 episode and then last year in august i started to invite guests over like uh, i heard other people's shows and their stories and i realized it's not only me lost someone it's not only me gone through depression anxiety and everyone dealt with a different way so i always wanted to share with my audiences 
so yeah, I started inviting guests uh, from different different background like yourself, one of the guests, um, business owners, small to medium sized business owners, entrepreneurs, military person, cancer patient. I interviewed all Olympic athletes, a couple of them from Canada I interviewed. So I did more than 150 episodes in the last one year with them guests from different different backgrounds. And the audience grew like a, from like a 300 monthly downloads right now on average 120,000 uh, monthly download. This month probably going to do 130. Uh, so nice. it's daily. So yeah, so it's been a great journey. With, like a cool. Yeah. Actually, I was talking to this. So I'm I was in a presentation with this woman. She is a runner and she was raising money for pediatric cancer. And mm-hmm. she was telling her story that uh, she was running uh, the Marine Marathon in Washington, D.C., you know, for the upteenth time. So she knows, yeah. you know, the entire course, which gets to mile marker 21. All of a sudden she loses her balance for about a quarter mile, half a mile, and then it regains and she finishes the race. Yeah. And then the next day she comes into work and people are saying, are you okay? She says, yeah, of course I'm okay. They go, no, you're not okay. Go to the doctor. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Shut the hell up. Go to the doctor. And she goes to the doctor. And after a bunch of tests and different doctors, she finds out she's got an inoperable brain tumor that's terminal in her head. Oh, wow. And as she's talking to her oncologist, one day they're just walking on the floor. And he happens to mention that uh, only 4% of uh, the funds that go into the National Cancer Institute in the U.S. go for pediatric cancers. So she goes, that's not right. And to that point, she had raised $850,000 for pediatric cancer. And then she was about to do this thing. She was going to do seven marathons. That's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. So they were flying to Antarctica uh, that morning, do a marathon, 26.2 miles, fly to Miami. The next morning, do a marathon fly to Europe, do a marathon, go to Africa, I mean, around the world and ending up in the Arctic Circle doing a freaking marathon. That is like amazing. So we think we can't do a lot of stuff. We can do amazing things if we're motivated enough to do so. And you kind of hear stories about uh, moms doing heroic things for their kids. Like, Like even like just mothers, they're like a lot of women, like you'd say like, can you carry, uh, you know, 15 pounds for like five minutes. No, I can't. As soon as they have a baby with like one of those car seats, that's like 25 pounds. I'll carry it all freaking day long. It's like amazing. <laughs> we're capable of when we're motivated. Personally, I yeah. just let the kid down at like a, at a shopping mall. Lust and find will lust and found will find him. I'll pick him up at the end of my shopping, but apparently that's not the right thing to do. So yeah, yeah. let's talk one. about your journey. Like uh, sometimes it takes a while to get over something. And sometimes yeah. it's just like a thought enters your head and you just change the way you see the world. Have you had one of those moments where you just had like an inspiration and it just put you on a different direction, a different, different level of being? Yeah, definitely. Like after losing my both of my parents at um, age 14, like I struggled through, I was on antidepressant medication and everything. And I was on for like a six month. And after that, like one day, I just realized enough is enough. Like after I got rejected from a British uh, immigration, and then I just totally gave up on it. Like uh, whatever happens, if I get a visa, that's fine. If not, then that's fine. My life is right now here and I have to take control of it. Uh, one day I just decided what I need to do. I'll have to have like a positive distraction. So from that day on, like uh, I focus all of them, like what I can do rather than what I can't do. 
So I focus on like joining in a computer programming courses, so learning how to web develop, like doing like a GitHub website, etc. Also like Microsoft Word. And that's like after my school, like I'm doing that. And also one of my brother-in-law, his, his brother, so his brother opened it like a stock brokerage in my town in Bangladesh. So it's like a new thing. And like, there was like air conditioning office and everything. So he told me oh, like, nice. yeah. I feel warm. Yeah. Whenever you feel warm, just come to the office and just check it out. Like I sit down and hang around there. So I was like, I'm going there because he thought like, uh, how the hell is going to get the money and wherever investing the stock brokerage. So I went there and just studying them and looking through and, when I was like 11 years old, then I was giving my dad medication, like all of the cancer medication. I was his, mm-hmm. like, after the day to day, I was in a care. So I knew all of the medication, like, which is doing really, really well because the cancer was like a spreading, like cancer. Spreading, yeah, in Bangladesh, is too. And I've been with my dog, uh, my dad all the time with the cancer hospitals and everything. So I know which medication is what they're given and everything watching is working really well. So going through them, uh, stock brokerage, and I see like them companies, like uh, they actually selling them medication. And I was like, these things, if I invest in, they're not going nowhere. The prices keep going to go up and that company is going to make money. So I invested like I had like a thousand dollars, a thousand pounds, I'll say about like a one in our money wise i invested yeah. that, that world within like uh, three months time and i love the game like i thought like this is something i want to do i want to be a business owner i want to do something and also i was like uh, managing my dad businesses so he had like a transport business and a restaurant business and also like he'd been a landlord so we had like a lot of property i was collecting all of the rents and everything so i was to that zone i was like even though i get graduated even though i become something in a professional way i'm always going to do business so from there like i was focused on the business there's a way to make money and things mm-hmm. like that so pause there just for a second pause there for a second yeah. we'll come back and continue from here yeah. something you said that was kind of interesting uh, a little further back you got rejected by the british uh uh like you can't come to england right now and you had this mindset shift is like uh i think it can be summed up with a this is just like, okay, yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to focus on yeah. whatever's in front of me. And there's something about that. Like you see people here in the U S like all their friends have girlfriends or they have got married and they got kids and they're the one left and they're desperately trying to find someone. And the more desperate they are, the more they, uh, make people repel from them, especially women. And then one day they go, all oh, women are lesbians or whatever they tell themselves. And now I'm not, women are off my plate. And that very weekend, they're at the supermarket. Somebody drops a can of beans. They pick it up. And all of a sudden, ta-da, there's love. So there's something about wanting something too badly. You know, certainly that can help. But sometimes you really uh, repel people away from you. And when you kind of say, I don't give a shit, all of a sudden it frees up space for things to happen. Would you agree with that? Or am I like misreading it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like when you like stop giving something like too much and you start to come either could be a relationship business in a family everything in life like uh, for an example like i uh, dealt with like ibd uh, for last three years now and recently got diagnosed so about four or five months back i was really really ill and it come to the point like more i wanted to get better i'm getting more worse so one day i decided like i'm not gonna focus on like getting better anymore i'm gonna focus on like enjoying every single day and whenever i feel better that day will come eventually the moment i did that next morning i started to feel better and automatically that changed. 
So (laughs) what's interesting is this, is like uh, I often teach the difference between uh, commitment and attachment. And so you could have somebody, uh, they've got a kid that plays baseball here in the U.S. You know, you guys in England play like cricket. Nobody knows what that is except you guys. But anyway, playing baseball and this dad buys his kid the best glove, the best bat, the best everything. And the kid's playing and the dad is living through that kid. And the, the dad can get really angry. Why aren't you doing better? Don't give up. Then you got another dad that says, you know, buys whatever equipment could be new, could be used. And he just wants his kid to do have fun and enjoy what he's doing. So dad A is attached to the outcome. And it's more about me rather than my kid. And the second dad is like, it's about commitment. I'm committed to my son. And I think that's a good lesson in life that when we commit to what we want, and that means wholeheartedly we can go after it. But when it's like, I have to have this. And if I reach this level of uh, success, then that means I'm like, I've made it and you got to respect me. And all that is BS. Just commit to whatever you want to commit to and see what shows up. And oftentimes something amazing shows up, right? That uh, people... When you really ask the universe, and I'm not talking about some mystical thing, it's just like, you know, I want to do this. The universe bends over backwards and certainly gives that to you and opportunities for it. When you go, I must have this. Or God, if you love me. How many people have done this? Dear listeners, put this in the comment. Oh God, if you save me from this thing, I promise I'll I'll go to prayers five times a day or whatever. And we make try and make this deal. And it's like, uh, just be yourself and be committed to what you want to do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It just like we have to have like a direction in our life, definitely. So you know, like which way to heading. Like if you're driving from Chicago to uh, from Michigan, like you need to have like some certain sat nav or maps with direction you're heading to. If you just hop in the car and say like let's roll, like you end up nowhere, probably yeah. in a different state or somewhere. But in the same time, you have to enjoy the process. But probably six hours drive, probably twelve hours drive. You don't know. Probably there is an accident in a motorway. All sorts of certain things happen, or you probably felt tired. You took in a service station, and your journey could be like a delayed or like unexpected event happens. So you don't know like how far you're going to get there, but you enjoy the process, and eventually you know like which way you're heading to. You eventually get there, right? So there's two things there. So I agree with you. Like if you don't know where you're going, uh, that's the definition of being lost. And then some people go, "Oh my God, I want to get to San Francisco." But if you don't know where you are, yeah, you're also lost. So I think it's a twofold thing. Number one, you need to know who you are, what your purpose is. And then you go, my purpose is in this direction. And what's lost someone in that direction becomes the goal. And let's say that's San Francisco. Then I go down that path. And if I get a flat tire or something bad happens, I still have a yeah. joyous day. It's like, oh, my God, I'm doing what I'm meant to do. And so I think that's just a fundamental right. You need to know who you are authentically and you need to know what your purpose is. And, uh, so what is your purpose, uh, Russell? My purpose is so many things and I'm still figuring out, like, uh, I'm 28 years old. Uh, you're ancient. Give up. You're ancient. You're 28. Oh my God. It's all over now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm 28 years old. I, I got plenty of things to learn and observe. I'm experiencing things and 10 years back, I wouldn't be here. I'm today, like, that wasn't anything planned out. Two years back, I didn't know I was doing a podcast or being on your show. So things is going in a different direction. So 
right now, financially wise, like I'm stable enough, I'm happy where I am. I achieve nice. my goals also financially. So right now it's like a giving back. So grow my podcast, grow my community and find a different way to do something. Like I want to get like a religious studies. I want to go for like a self-improvement path, writing a books also stuff rather than like money and things because right now i'm involved in investing out to angel investing as well so that's going to be me it's always going to be on the side and that's not like a, the purpose or something that's why i'm not living for anymore it's more about like giving and contribute and make some change yeah <clears throat> helping people is really good so i'm going to help you uh right yeah. now right here you need to get a better hat like this hat says new york okay Get with the program. And actually, what the if you can't see this video, uh, Russell's wearing an NY hat, which is New York also. That's just kind of kind of interesting. We're both wearing New York hats, and we're both not in New York right now. <laughs> I'm here in Toronto. You're in London. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I think it is so important to help other people. Uh, one of the things I tell people is, you know, hey, if you want to learn something, teach it. Because oftentimes you have mastery over what you're doing, but you actually don't know what you're doing. When you have to like dumb it down and teach someone, oftentimes you get insights yourself. It's like, well, the way you do it is this. And you go, ooh, that's pretty smart. So A, that, one, you really learn a lot. And two, the best, the easiest way to feel better is to help another human being. When you help them out and two, you just feel freaking fantastic that you actually did something of service that day. Definitely. Yeah. So it comes to like, uh, emotionally, I try to help people rather like a financially way. So emotionally will be like the most important part. So we've been through a lot with the emotionally, like I nearly lost my child uh, last year. He diagnosed mm. with the damage and he was in IT for two months. So if wow. a parent comes like their child in a NICU, like a neonatal unit, and whatever the trauma they had to go through, like uh, you don't know, like it was going to turn around. So me and my wife, we try to help them, people like on the Facebook groups, like in the community. And I love it. Us to do that. Like if you're going to like his physio session, like there is another mom and dad there, like it's got like a similar situation we've been through. Emotional support is most important then rather than like financially you can give someone because the money transaction is like a one-time, one-off and probably how long you can keep up something but if you actually give inspiration to someone like they can do their own thing you can teach something like how to do your business marketing whatever thing is and they can implement it on their life that would be like a better way to do something absolutely so we're going to go serious in a minute but i'm going to do something silly right now there's a thing in the u.s like a a saying you know if you give a man a fish you feed him for a day but if you teach him how to fish he buys a boat and drinks beer all day yeah that is a yeah, joke, yeah, of course. So here's the question for you, Russell. Uh, we can get stressed. We can get depressed. When things happen, like your kid is like uh, in serious medical uh, jeopardy. Mm. What would be the uh, the five things you would share with someone to get out of that depression and focus on the job at hand? What would be the advice you'd give people, like the steps? If you're like really feeling down, this is what you should do to get better. So share those with us. First is gratitude. So you have to find out like what you're actually grateful for. Because right now, yes. like when things are not going your way, like there is so many things you can blame. Like why me? Why this happened to me? Why not someone else? Why my 
this friend is doing a great life. Their child is so healthy, fulfilled. They're living in the best house. They got a nice car. But you have to think like who is below you, like probably like in your neighborhood or somewhere of your college friends who got F and G, wherever they failed on the class and they're working on a normal minimum job probably and you are doing like a middle class you're doing a six-figure salary probably you can be okay i like the first part i don't like the second part but uh uh, let's back up a little bit so in the u.s you've got uh, a b c d e f are you saying in india they got a g there's something lower than than f yeah there is oh my god that's like a horrific uh, okay, so number one, gratitude. Number two, compare yourself to other people and say, hey, at least I'm better than this guy. Then what's the third thing? So first thing is like, yeah, gratitude. The second thing is looking for like who is like uh, you're better than them. Uh, third yeah. one is like looking for like what you can control of the situation. So you have to find like every possible way to find what you can do rather than what you can't do. So list it down like what I can do rather than what I can't do. So if something is like I cannot do, just put it on the side and say this is things I cannot control. So much you can control. Absolutely. So that's number yeah. three. Anything else? Yeah. And number four will be looking for finding in the present moment to live in the present moment. Like the action you need to be taken. Like what you can do, just need to right take now? the action. Brilliant. Yeah, right, right now and just focus on that. And then like after you've gone through all of them four steps, then whatever results comes, end of it, accept it. If you did your best, accept it. There is nothing else you can do it. Acceptance. Because, I love it. Yeah, because otherwise, let's say if your child been through, like for my example, my child been through a brain damage, there is nothing I can do. I accept it. I did my graduation and everything else. Like now if you come up with a disabled child, I cannot do anything else. But what I can do is like move forward looking after him and like give him the best version of himself. So yeah, and that will be like a five steps. So accept, Love it. accepting is the most, most important thing. Like a lot of people don't know how to accept it. All right. Brilliant. Uh, Russell, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, best place is LinkedIn and Facebook right now. I'm active on both platforms. Nice. Yeah, check out my podcast as well, which is Russell Show. So from there, they can know more about my stuff. Excellent. We're going to put the link in our show notes. And uh, what's one piece of advice you want to leave people with that would allow them that they can start using it right away and get a better life? What would that be? Yeah, you have to think about it. you got time. So time is important. So you have to have like a patient. A lot of people think like we don't have enough time. So even though you're on a dead bed, still you got time. So we always like chase, chase, chase and forget about living a life. So when you have like a time, then you can relax a bit, take it easy, put your next steps, enjoy a moment, enjoy a present moment. Otherwise you keep on chasing the next thing or like going back in the past, what happened to me and being victimized. So yeah. Enjoy the moment. Brilliant. Russell, thanks so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed the conversation and looking forward to our next. Yeah, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results. 